Hi, my name is John Kim. I'm a therapist who went through his own rebirth many years ago, and I've been documenting my journey ever since, sharing my life lessons and revelations. I believe in casual over clinical, with you instead of at you. I come unrehearsed on purpose because self-help doesn't have to be so complicated. Hey, I want to tell you about the lab. If you haven't heard, it is wellness. Anywhere you go, you could listen to it like a podcast. Um, they're basically live Zoom classes, but you could listen to them on a run, or you could turn the camera on and engage with them. We have a thriving community of like-minded people trying to live better lives, and it's been amazing. Not only do we have the foundational classes like codependency and and, uh, ch- and trauma and relationships and all that, but we also have a lot of fun classes because it's so hard to make friends as adults, right? So we have tarot card readings, we have soul shower, we have astrology readings. Uh, we're turning wellness into a lifestyle. We're also uh, going to run a retreat soon. So come and hang out with us. Come ride with us. Go to the website to get into uh, the lab and then go download the app. We have a brand new app out with tons of audio. I'm going to give you a discount code um, and this is for a limited time. So if you're listening to this, you could join the lab for only $20. It's like a drop-in fee. For three months, it's $20 a month. Go to tatlab.app. That's tatlab.app. And the discount code is live better. It's case sensitive. So all lowercase, one word, live better. And I will see you in the lab. Do you remember when we used to type in numbers into a pager and then turn the pager upside down and it would say something, it would say words like hello or something and we would just be um, blown away from that, that, that technology, that cleverness? I was thinking about that the other day and um, how far we've come with technology and I think because uh, there's been strange things happening, like a lot of um, UFO sightings, and because of uh, you know phone cameras and the internet, um, nothing can be hidden anymore. And so there's a lot of stuff happening in, all over the world that's being captured. I don't know how much of it is real. I don't know how much of it is is false. Because there's also uh, amazing tricks that you could do with uh, cameras and and apps and things, but. It's 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 crazy the because um, what I see is a hockey stick as far as information technology uh, what is possible what we don't know I feel like in the eighties um, little things like pagers and uh, typing numbers in and and where you can say hello and stuff on the pager like I feel like from that to where we are now it has been like it's a different life and and I predict in the near future. Um, something is going to happen, I think, in our world where it's going to blow our mind. And I don't know what that is. I'm not saying, you know, uh, it may be aliens, extraterrestrial. It may be uh, black holes. It may be, I don't know, finding uh, life on Mars. Or it may be like um, time travel stuff. I don't know. But I believe um, I could just feel it brewing. This might also be because I've been meeting with um, quote-unquote clients. It's for a secret TV show. 
Um, and it's just people who believe in something different. And so maybe part of this is my conversations with these people um, that have opened up my mind a bit. Anyway, on today's episode, we're going to talk about the three things that contribute to or that will help your flourishing sustainable. And this is, um, I believe, under the umbrella of positive psychology, and it's from Kate Heffron. And I love how simple this is. Um, it's not simple to execute, um, but it is simple. And I'm all about street level, right? I'm all about uh, give me something that I could apply to my life because there's a, a lot of people who um, are in the wellness space who uh, um, say a lot of things and, and, and they're presented in a very smart, sometimes clever, entertaining way. And then, but then you like kind of walk away and you're like, I have no idea what to do with that. Or I don't, I, that was fun listening to it, but um, it wasn't uh, practical. It wasn't something that I could use. And so I'm a big fan of bringing things to street level. And that's why I kind of um, gravitated toward this. And so here it is. And as I'm telling you this, um, think about your own life and, and, and apply it and, and, and just do a quick check as I'm talking to see if these elements are in your life. So for flourishing to be sustainable, she says you need these three things. One is achievement, and uh, I will go th over these three. Uh, well, I, mean, I, I will go over, th over it through my own lens, but one is achievement, one is contentment, and one is hedonic. So if you um, split them up into thirds, right, and you pour them into your life, those three ingredients will make – uh, are required to make flourishing sustainable. So achievement. Achievement is um, we all need to feel like we're being productive, right? Um, that's not our entire life, but there, there has to be a part of our life where we, we feel like we're moving forward, um, we're doing things that are meaningful, and there's a sense of achieving, you know? And it doesn't mean that that's all we're doing because that's not sustainable, but a third of your life should be focused on achieving things, right? The second thing is contentment. Um, this is something that I struggle with still. And it's this idea of being present, being mindful, um, practicing gratitude, being happy with where you're at, how far you've come, what you have. And I don't know if it's because I live in Los Angeles or I've been just um, chasing for, for half of my life. And the, the, it's so hard to not snap back to that, right? Because those tracks are, they've been laid so, so deeply. Um, but I struggle with this, you know, I have to, to really every day focus on breathing, focus on dropping into my body, finding something that anchors me, um, that makes me really present. And I don't know how you guys do it. Uh, I use fitness. I use a motorcycle. I use um, a lot of activity things, but I also, um, of course, meditation. Um, I also try to practice sitting still with myself and noticing um, all the spinning in my head, you know, all the thoughts that produce the stress, the anxiety, the tight shoulders. And so really breathing through it and noticing as a practice, um, that helps a lot. And then the third is um, hedonic. It's, uh, it's pleasure. And of course, if all you're seeking in your life is pleasure, then um, you're not going to flourish. Obviously, flourishing is not sustainable. But at the same time, there needs to be pleasure in your life. 
you know, and I think a lot of people who put a lot of weight on achievement don't give themselves pleasure or people who put a lot of weight on um, achievement also are not present because they are constantly trying to move ahead, build something, you know, uh, I have this, this, um, this hummingbird on my, on my bicep as a reminder uh, to, to what I call seek nectar and all my tattoos are a reminder to myself or some kind of um, bookmark. Uh, and um, I have to remind myself to seek nectar. So you have to decide what that looks like. Um, 12 donuts may not be nectar. <laughs> that may be hiding uh, or numbing or coping. Uh, but maybe one donut is nectar, right? And I'll, also what I love about this is uh, – if you struggle with giving yourself things right under the umbrella of self-care, self-love, uh, then this is a really important practice. You know, um, a lot of people who are really good at taking care of others struggle with giving themselves a vacation or asking for a higher pay or, you know, buying themselves, I don't know, a new toy or uh, um, clothes or whatever. You know, so think about these things in your life. Think about how much of your life is achievement, focusing on achieving and building and growing and all that. How much of it is uh, contentment, focused on being present, breathing, creating distance between you and your cognitive uh, distortions and all the thoughts, right? Um, and then how much of your day is hedonic, uh, pleasure, um, you know, good food and things that make you happy and, and um, whether it is uh, food or exercise or um, conversations or whatever it is, um, giving yourself that shot of pleasure as well. So I want to do something. I want to uh, um, open this up. And again, if you um, create a dialogue with me, you will be on uh, my podcast in this episode. Um, so you could stay anonymous um, unless you're nervous about your voice and people will recognize your voice. If so, you could also change your voice if you want. <laughs> uh, I want to open it up and I want to ask you guys in the um, quote unquote audience, what is this look like for your, for you? Like how, how is this laid out in your life? And so if you just um, raise your, raise your hand, your yellow hand, uh, and if you don't want to and just be a uh, fly on the wall, then that's okay too. Uh, there's no pressure. Uh, I do try to get people to engage just because, you know, the, what's the point of doing this live? I think many people can relate to um, our stories. And uh, this is something where um, I think it'll be helpful if we hear or, or yeah, hear like a snapshot of other people's uh, life and, 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 and how these three, these three things are, are laid out or, or not laid out, right? What, 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 um, what, what, uh, people struggle with. So any takers, any hands? None. Okay. I'm going to have to keep moving forward. I want to encourage you to redefine some things. So, uh, the other day, we were talking about um, hedonic, we we're talking about pleasure, and 
Um, one of the things, because when you, th when you think of just pleasure, you think of what feels good, of course, but, um, I, I want to re redefine something, uh, after my divorce, one of the ways I connected to myself was I asked myself, um, what made me feel the most alive? I'm not a big uh, fan of the word happy, but but alive, like w because in my 20s and, and half of my 30s, I I was dead inside, you know. And so, I was like, what what makes me feel alive? And I thought about um, the 80s and breakdancing and all that, uh, but I also thought about writing and how I after uh, pursuing um, in my 20s a screenwriting career and, and then stamping myself as a, a, a failure at that, that I've um, locked that part of me away. And so I thought, what would it look like to start writing again? Um, and that's when I started um, a blog called Angry Therapist on Tumblr. And so for me, even though um, you can file that as work, or you're sitting at the computer, um, you know, eyes bleeding, staring at a white screen working, for me, it was um, hedonic it shot dopamine into my my brain now not necessarily today but when i first started dancing with it again you know it's almost like when you meet someone um again after uh let's say let's say you had this amazing summer camp uh whether it's a crush or just friends but you had this amazing connection with someone they go away you miss this person and then you meet them again and when you meet them in that beginning there's uh, not only a reunion, but also a connection, right? Connection to the other person, but also yourself. And that connection, I think, can be pleasure, can be nectar, can, can be hedonic, can shoot um, dopamine into your brain. So um, it's something that I kind of redefined. Um, and so you could redefine these things, you know? So hedonic doesn't just have to be what feels good. Um, hedonic can be what makes you feel alive, right? Uh, contentment, contentment. Uh, is you being happy with where you're at, what you have. Um, what does a redefinition of that look like? Uh, look like? What does that look like for you? And so when I think about me and my story, and I think about contentment, uh, part of that is also knowing that I've come a long way and uh, looking back at my story and not wanting to um, rip out chapters. You know, I, I tell people that your story is um, the most valuable thing you will ever own. And I think we're so busy ripping out chapters, things that have happened that are aligned with guilt and shame um, that we, we, you know, we wish we could go back and change. And so this idea of acceptance, accepting your story, how far you've come, trusting your story, knowing it's going to unfold the way that it's meant to. When I think of these things, now I feel calm. Now I'm not so so much chasing. I'm trusting. You know, um, I'm also in in a way. Um, this acceptance keeps me more in the here and now, and not in time machines. And I'm not like trying to change the past and thinking about oh, if I only said this, or I made, or if I only did this, or you know, if we were like this, and how would, you know, all of that stuff, all the ifs. And so accepting your story can be a, um, a new definition of con content that, that it's not just about the here and now, but it's accepting what was, you know, that helps a lot. And then um, finally achievement. 
achievement to me when i think about achievement i think about good grades <laughs> i think about um the corner office i think about um you know uh i mean especially in today's world where um the billionaire is uh is is supposed to be like the american dream and all that um there there are commercials and advertising uh um that um have brainwashed me to a certain extent right um and of course there's a part of me that's that's ambitious and I'm I'm an Aries so I'm always fired up about ideas and all that and so achievement um can definitely be something that um I gravitate toward right um wanting to achieve wanting to be quote unquote successful all of that um even with the writing you know it's not just like um the, the accomplishment of writing a book but then it's like can I make it to um can it be a bestseller can it be you know um so in the book world uh, New York Times would be one of the the commercial um achievements so like can it be on the new york times list or you know and if it's not then what's that mean and so i wrestle with achievement um but it's difficult only when i tie it to my worth and so here's the new definition of achievement um what's baked into achievement usually whether we realize it or not is that uh if we are not successful, then it means something about us, right? Or if we don't have X amount of followers, or um, we failed at screenwriting, or the book didn't get published, or we didn't get picked, or whatever it is, didn't get the the bonus, the um, the corner office, whatever. Uh, all of that stuff. Um, oops, sorry. All of that stuff isn't that dangerous until you start tying it to your worth. And and then when you tie it to your worth, because things don't happen or you don't get what you um, wanted or if something failed that you try to build, then it means that you are worth less, you know? Um, and that's where I think it gets dangerous. So achievement, I think itself isn't dangerous. It's only when you start tying it to your value, your worth, who you are. Um, so then the next question is, how do you do that? How do you put a third of achievement into your life, but keep it healthy? How do you um, stay ambitious and, and want to get up every morning and, and build things and run towards your true north without it being tightly tied to who you are? One, I think um, everything starts with awareness. So being aware of that, not being aware that that is tied to your worth and trying to untangle it, right? Uh, and maybe this involves therapy. Uh, maybe this involves many sessions, conversations, but um, where it comes from and why. A lot of untying knots. Uh, it's not a just a. It's not a visual thing. Um, it's a processing thing, right? It's an exploring um, where things come from. A lot of times we tie knots and they're uh, unconscious. We're not aware of them. And so to be aware of all that, to make the unconscious conscious. And then when it's on the surface to process through, figure out why you're doing these things and then slowly um, untangling that knot, I think that dissection can then make achievement more healthy instead of um, something that uh, has a lot of power over you. So I think today, uh, in today's world, especially uh, with social media and, and all the fancy things that we see on our feed, um, we put a lot of, lot of weight on achievement, you know, and so... My, my definition or redefinition of achievement is um, 
not just about the scoreboard uh, or less about the scoreboard, more about meaning. So whether you are writing a book or building an app or a community or whatever you're doing, you know, whatever you're trying to achieve, um, what's the meaning behind it? You know, and if that meaning, that meaning is just money, if that meaning is just status, um, I would look at that and I would, I would redefine, I would, I would, uh, uh, move my, my life chips, if you will, because, um, if it doesn't have uh, a deeper meaning, uh, then achievement can be plastic. Um, it could be dangerous. It could be something that you chase, um, and you know you kind of fall into this like slippery well, where you get caught up in the the, the rat race of um, just wanting more, bigger, better, and all of that. Anyway, thank you for listening, and uh, think about these areas uh, in your life. I don't know if it'll be helpful for you, but think about um, how much of your life is um, achievement, how much of it is contentment, how much of it is hedonic, and see what it looks like, or ask yourself what it would look like to, uh, balance it. Like if your life was an equalizer and you put a third of your life on achievement, a third contentment, a third on, um, hedonic, and what does that look like? How would you redesign your day? Um, you know, who, who would you start sending to voicemail? <laughs> who, who, who do you want to be surrounded by? You know, what does your day look like if a third of it um, was uh, organized it, it, this way, achievement, contentment, and hedonic? And according to Kate Heffron, uh, if you do that and um, you do it and turn it into a lifestyle, that uh, flourishing then is sustainable. Okay, a few minutes because uh, I do a live Q&A when I do these live. Uh, does anyone have questions about this or anything? If you do, just raise your hand. And if you don't, that's totally okay. I'll give you uh, guys a few seconds. If not, thanks for hanging out with me and uh, listening to me uh, talk to myself. Have an amazing week and uh, be well. Listen, if you are great at helping other people and you have a passion for that and you want to find personal freedom and level up the skills you already have, it's time to become a life coach. Journey coaching. When I became a coach, there was nothing like this out there. And so I developed this coaching training program alongside Noel Cordo, Journey Coaching. That's J-R-N-I. And it is amazing. It's 100% live. It's everything that I wish I had when I was starting out. Meaningful, evidence-based education, real people, real community, lifetime support, and business development, ICF certified. Just go to theangrytherapist.com, my website, and click on Become a Coach and explore the Journey Coaching Intensive. See you in class.